may have been recent, but you'd argue you'd be willing to grant that it was particularly perverse and 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 destructive no, it's because it's, because race got mixed into it at that point, right? Race got mixed into it in the United States more than anywhere else for a very simple reason. The United States was founded, as the Declaration said, uh, of independence, said uh, men are all men are created equal. Right. If that's true, then the only way you can justify slavery is to say that some men are less than men. The black family has been destroyed or has been dismantled by and large by the government. From slavery to welfare, the government has played an integral and destructive role in the destruction of the black family. And so today we're going to hear clips from Dr. Thomas Sowell speaking on this truth, because it is true that since the emancipation of black people here in America, despite what the liberals want you to to know, despite the blood that was shed, despite the human cost that was shed to rid this country of slavery, the government has always tried to destroy the black family. During slavery, it was the separation of the family when the slaves were auctioned off, separating the husband and the wife. And then after that, it was the state sanctioned terrorism through the KKK that also were meant to destroy. That's why a lot of the black men were lynched trying to destroy the black family. But the ultimate weapon that the government used was the welfare state. And Thomas Sowell does a great job describing this. In 1960, two thirds of all black American children were living with both parents. That declined over the years until only one third were living with both parents in 1995. So it's not the legacy of Slavery. slavery that destroys the African-American it's the, it's family. The, it's, the, it's the legacy of the welfare state. And here in another clip, you hear Thomas Sowell very astutely destroying the argument of this liberal woman. This is a gem. Take a listen. What the welfare system and other kinds of governmental programs are doing is paying people to fail. Insofar as they fail, they receive the money. Insofar as they succeed, even to a moderate extent, the money is taken away. This is even extended into the school systems, where they will give money to schools with low scores. Uh, insofar as the school improves its education, the money is taken away, so that you are subsidizing people to fail in their own private lives and become more dependent upon the handouts. We have expectations built in today about the quality of life, the quality of job, uh, the level of income for which one expects in return. Why? Because we look at the level around us that it takes us to have no, a fairly decent why. level. No, that's not why. Uh, I may have all sorts of expectations. The question is, what can I do? If someone else is subsidizing my expectations, my expectations will be far higher. Uh, insofar as the Center for Advanced Study was subsidizing my expectations a few years ago, I refused to work at UCLA for the normal full professor's salary. Why should I when I can get the same money for being at the Center for Advanced Study with no hours, no duties, and no classes? Cut off welfare tomorrow. What will they do? What will be their immediate response? At what price to their small children and to their uh, uh, middle-aged children? Uh, yes, they'll get a job. In fact, the statistics show that women, in fact, are the most successful through the Absolutely. employment program. But what has to supplement that typically is the provision of some kind of daycare arrangement. Either the individual woman has to earn enough money to be able to pay privately for her daycare, 
or in fact she is, quote, subsidized through this insidious uh, corrupting program, set of programs run by the federal government, which in fact makes her employable and a taxpayer. Uh, it's a, it's an interesting uh, notion of trying to get people in a productive mode. Tom Sowell. It's incredible the, the, the way you start the story in the middle, uh, as if there's a predestined amount of poverty, a predestined amount of unemployment, and that the welfare system is not itself in any way responsible there for that. There is a predestined 20% of the bottom half of the population. I, I have never, oh, well, no, that's no. always been true. There's I, going I, to be 20% at the bottom. With you, with you. <laughs> it's also true that 20% of the bottom population doesn't have to be living on the government and ruled by the government. You mentioned for example, a female-headed household. Many of those, in addition to the, the grown woman who has all the, all the kids, are teenage pregnancies. Uh, there's not a predestined amount of teenage pregnancy. I grew up in an era when people, and particularly blacks, were a lot poorer than today, faced a lot more discrimination than today, and in which the teenage pregnancy rate was a lot lower than today. I don't believe there is a predestined amount of teenage pregnancy, a predestined amount of husband desertion. Uh, the, uh, Gutman has done a study of the black family showing that this whole notion that this is, the black family has always been disintegrating, that that is nonsense, that his, his studies go up to 1925, the great bulk of black families were intact, two-parent families up through 1925, and going all the way back through the era of slavery. So it is now only within our own time that we suddenly see this inevitable tragedy which the welfare system says it's going to rush in to solve, but which it is itself a, a part. We're talking about a very small group. We're talking about 12% of the families are not intact are not two-parent families at any one you period mean, of time. Uh, I mean among welfare recipients? No, the among the pu public at large. We're talking about 12% of the families. 12%. That's right. That's a small number. But well, there's still those on welfare. We're still talking about a significant component of the bottom 20% that are the bottom 20%. Whether they are above the poverty line or below the poverty line, they are still the bottom 20%. And the issue is, what is the responsibility of the other 80%, if any, does, does your program plan to eliminate their being a bottom 20%? No, but it intends to raise the bottom 20%. So you're raising them by having, more, by having more illegitimacy, more unemployment. That's I'm not making them, be, them have illegitimate children. Uh, I hope uh, that's clear. Oh, I, I think <laughs> oh, you, don't, you don't have to do that. You simply subsidize it. Hey, I want to say if you haven't done so already, please hit the like button and click subscribe so we can get this message out to as many people as we can to let them know that they are not victims. They are empowered for greatness. See, I play all these videos for you because I want us to understand black people were not always in bondage to the government, but because of the welfare state, because of the free money that was offered to black women, the black family began to disintegrate, began to be dismantled by the government. The government was intentional because there were programs when welfare first started that if a woman had a man in the house, then she would not get any money. And so therefore the women had to hide the man, therefore in order for her to get some money. And the same thing when it came to jobs, you had to work a certain limit. You can't make too much money or you no longer get the subsidies, no longer get the welfare check, no longer get the food stamps, those kind of things. So people, made a conscious decision not to work as hard because they didn't want to progress past the point to where now they'll be responsible for their own lives and not have to live off the government. That is slavery. That is bondage. And you have to understand something. That wasn't always the case with the black family. The black family was intact, even in the midst of true segregation and true hardships.
Between 1890 and 1950, the marriage rate was much higher among black women than white women. A fraction of black children lived in homes without their fathers. But everything changed with the expansion of the welfare state. It divided the household and created a dependency on welfare. You hear all that and it reminds me of a Bible verse. It reminds me of Galatians chapter 4 verse 9 where it says, But now after you have known God, or rather are known by God, how is it that you turn again to the weak and beggarly elements to which you desire again to be in bondage. God freed black people from slavery, just like God freed the nation of Israel, the children of Israel from slavery in Egypt. But yet they returned to bondage. They started worshiping foreign gods and ended up back in bondage. And yet the same thing has happened to black people. God freed black people from slavery and they matriculated and they worked hard and they had families in the midst of true segregation, in the midst of Jim Crow. They did not want themselves to be a victim because they knew the power that was within them. But yet, but yet the younger generations were swayed, were intoxicated with the free government money, were intoxicated by letting the government take care of them. And therefore, they have put themselves back in bondage. And yet they run around talking about they are oppressed. Yes, they are oppressed mentally because our forefathers, the ones who live right after emancipation and right after the civil rights movement, allow themselves to be put back into bondage, allow themselves to be placed into these high rise prisons called projects in the hood in order to receive government subsidies. That is wrong. That is what I speak about all the time on this channel. We have to get our minds renewed. We have to understand God freed black people from slavery, but yet black people have put themselves for the most part back in bondage. Back in the same, and talks about, Jesus talks about how when an evil spirit leaves a man, it searches for dry places, right? But then it comes to himself and says, I'm gonna go back to my home. And when he goes back, he finds it clean, but empty. And then he brings back seven spirits that are wicked than him, more wicked than he is. And that latter state of the person is the worst. That's black people in the latter, the latter state of black people is worse now than it was back during slavery because now we're shooting each other, killing each other, aborting our babies. This is the worst state of the black community has ever has in America. Even during a period of slavery, even during Jim Crow, the black community is in a worse state now than it was during Jim Crow. And that story that Jesus told is so appropriate for what has happened to the black community in America. And the government is the main culprit for that change because the government has incentivized laziness. The government has incentivized laziness in the black community and black people have taken that hook, line and sinker. So in order to change this, in order to recognize a problem, you have to first acknowledge it. You have to first acknowledge it and say, look, we have to get our act together. We got to stop acting a fool. We got to stop listening to this crazy music. We got to stop shooting each other. We got to stop trying to outdo our children. We got to stop being materialistic. We got to stop aborting our babies. We have to return to the God of our forefathers, return to a relationship with Jesus Christ. Stop playing church. Stop faking this stuff in the church, but be real about it. Have a real relationship with Jesus and find prosperity God's way because God wants us to prosper. But we will not progress at all in the black community in bondage. 
And that's where the majority of black people are in bondage, but they don't even know it. That's why I say all the time, we're not victims. We are empowered for greatness. But you see from slavery to welfare, how the government has destroyed and dismantled the black family. Hey, I want to say if you haven't done so already, please hit the like button and click subscribe so we can get this message out to as many people as we can to let them know that they are not victims. They are empowered for greatness.